welcome back to another episode of the My Mail Podcast. Now, today I want to talk to you about guilt. A lot of us feel these feelings of guilt or shame in our life, and sometimes we hold on to them for days, months, weeks, even years sometimes. And I think that a lot of our guilt and shame comes because of what other people think about us, what other people expect of us. And this could really start in childhood. You know, your parents could expect you to be in this club, do this sport, and when you don't really want to do that, or that's not, you know, something that you want to do, you kind of start feeling guilty. Your parents might guilt trip you. And throughout our life, more and more people have these expectations of us. And the expectations get higher and higher the further you go along in life. By the time you have a job and a boss, that's when the most expectations are on you. And if you're not meeting that person's expectations, not even your own expectations, then you may start feeling guilty, like you're doing something wrong, when really you're just following your system of beliefs. Now, if you don't want to get trapped in the cycle of constantly feeling bad because you're not meeting other people's expectations, it takes some self-reflection. First, you want to be able to find what are your expectations of yourself, what are your values and your personal beliefs, and then you got to start asking yourself questions like, okay, are my standards too high for myself? Is it realistic for me to be able to, you know, make $200,000 this year? Is that possible? And if I don't reach that goal, should I feel bad? Should I feel guilty? Or should I be like, hey, what do I need to do in this next year to get there? Uh, What can I change up? So if you want to not feel guilty for other people's expectations, really you have to get clear on what your values and beliefs are. When you can find out what actually matters to you personally, you can stop listening to like the people around you because then you realize This is how I can live a good life. This is how I can feel not guilty. This is how I can live my conscious. This is how I can be myself. Not what someone else wants of me or what someone else's viewpoint of me. And I think guilt can be a powerful tool because um, people sometimes get manipulated into doing things because of guilt. You know, in a lot of households, people have kind of guilt tripped um, their children into sort of following a certain path, you know, going to college maybe majoring in business, getting like a really good job and kind of just like staying and, you know, having kids and stuff. But, you know, that's not the path for every single person. And that's not going to make every single person feel good and feel fulfilled. But, you know, it's been ingrained into like your system and like your family dynamics that it seems like you kind of have to or else you're going to be like letting someone down. And I think that's another thing associated with guilt. We don't want to let people down in our lives because most likely we care about the people in our lives. So when we let people down, we start to feel guilty about our own actions. Like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. And honestly, guilt can sometimes be a good thing because what guilt does is it really shows and shines a light on bad behaviors that you want to change. And that can really be helpful to overcoming it. So one great thing about guilt is it's an immediate feeling and it really does not feel good. You probably felt it before. It's like a feeling in your chest and like you kind of feel worried and anxious, but also not. It's like a very strong feeling. And sometimes it happens when you're just like not able to meet other people's expectations. Now, when you have this feeling in your chest, often it can be hard to think about anything else but the thing you did. Now, in order to overcome guilt, you're going to have to do some self-reflecting and really ask yourself some questions. So one of the most important things to overcome pretty much anything in our life, um, I like this quote that I heard yesterday, the cure for the pain is the pain. So you really have to go into your pain or go into the guilt and really dissect it 
in order to overcome it and cure it. So really you have to do a lot of self-reflection and this means this could mean talking to someone that you trust or talking to someone who is involved in the situation. Maybe the person you did wrong, maybe having a good conversation. Um, also, you can journal. I obviously love journaling. I think it's great to write out on paper exactly what you're thinking because also you can look back and see your development as a person because you look back like a month ago and you're like, oh, there's that problem I had. Oh, I, I maybe solved that or I need to keep working on it. So I would start by doing that. So I think you should ask yourself a couple of questions about why you're feeling guilty. Once you determine why you're feeling guilty, like what action that you did or, you know, that you didn't do that's making you feel guilty. Now you know that. So if this behavior or thing is like out of character, it's not something you usually do. You're going to want to ask yourself these questions. So first ask yourself, what motivated this action? or things that made me feel guilty. What triggered this? So sometimes it's like emotional response. If you feel guilty because you said something, you know, messed up to a family member, or you know, you were late on a work deadline because you were distracted. See, there's ulterior motives. There's things that are causing these. So for one, the example of saying something terrible to a family member that you didn't really mean, and it doesn't follow your values, you might have been angry or stressed out in that moment. So you realize that, okay, when I'm super angry and stressed out and overwhelmed, I often lack the self-control or the thing to hold me back. So that's something I need to work on. You know, you start addressing it. Or I didn't meet this person's expect expectations. I didn't meet this deadline because I was distracted. Maybe I need to focus more on my work in my life or something like that. Now, another question, once you've kind of answered, like, why did I do this action? Because there's always a reason why that we do the things we do. Uh, sometimes it can be hard to find. Sometimes it's subconscious and not on the surface level, but there's always a reason. But you also have to figure out what standards and beliefs you're judging yourself based on. Are they really yours? Because a lot of the expectations and standards and beliefs we have have been socialized. You know, we grew up believing something because our parents believed it and then the people around us believe it and then our coworkers and our wife and our spouse and and everything like this starts to believe these things and they start to kind of get ingrained in what we're doing. So you have to find what's actually true to you and what someone told you to believe or what standards someone wanted you to believe. And once you can find out if you're judging yourself based on other people's opinions, that's actually going to be very, very helpful because now you're going to stop wasting your time trying to meet other people's expectations. Now you can set your own clear expectations of yourself and start to execute and not really, you know, get caught up in what other people think because that's super important. You have to be able to overcome other people's opinions and other people's opinions about you because most likely there's going to be some haters out there no matter what you do. And I think that the only person's opinion that like really matters of yourself is you. You know, if you're following your standards and your code of beliefs and you feel like you're a moral person, you're probably doing well. You know, not everyone may share that opinion, but if you feel like that you're being a good person and you're doing what you want to do, you're following your mission, that's what really counts at the end of the day. Now, another question you want to ask is now that we, we've determined which standards and beliefs are ours and which are, you know, our coworkers or other people in our lives, now you have to ask yourself, be brutally honest. Did my action, whatever it was, reflect my actual values? Did my action reflect my values? And if not, obviously something needs to change about that behavior or that action. 
if it doesn't reflect my values, what led me to this? So that's similar to like the emotional thing, but it's, it's more situational. What led me to do this? So let me give you an example. Okay, maybe you're at a family dinner and you have extended family and your aunt cooks a certain dish. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe it's some gross casserole or something like that. So you're having a fine time. You're like, okay, I'm gonna try this casserole. Wow, that is a really bad casserole. I do not like that at all. Okay, so that kind of is in the back of your mind a little bit. So you progress with the evening. Maybe you get in a fight with a family member or there's drama at the table. Now this might agitate you and create emotions that you don't necessarily wanna have, okay? So you start having this emotional response. And then at the end of the night, you make some comment about the casserole, uh, implying that it was bad. Like, oh, my grandma makes better casserole than that when your grandma's actually there. And these little comments, they may not seem like a lot, but like words are powerful. And like your aunt could really be like hurt by this. So this is an example of how your actions don't reflect your values because you're, you're naturally not like a critic, critical person. You're not going to be critical of other people for no reason. But, you know, the family drama and dynamics and it created an environment where you felt okay to like make fun of other people because other people were doing it. So maybe this led up to you making that comment because you believe that there was an environment where it was okay to make fun of people. And that's something you want to change because then you can be like, hey, my values are to be a kind person and um, to understand other people and you know to give them the benefit of the doubt and once you realize that you know sometimes these environments are formed around you that create this certain energy or bring out this certain thing in you like this is why it's important to surround yourself with good people because the people you surround yourself with bring out different sides of yourself so if you're hanging out with i don't know just like burnouts people who aren't really like pursuing anything aren't really doing anything in your life you might tend to be more lazy with them or, you know, just kind of chill out. But if you're hanging out with highly motivated people, people who have a drive to get better, you're going to want to like emulate that because they bring something else out of you. They bring like the demon out of you, the, the spirit, you know? So you want to ask yourself, what made me do this? What led up to this? What emotions were involved? What people were involved? And then you can start to realize what kind of triggers you into these behaviors. And like, that's super important. And then finally, I want you to ask yourself, what impact did this action have and how can I make amends? I think it's super important to like apologize. Um, apologies are definitely like overused, but also underrated. It means a lot to someone when you say like a genuine, like, I'm sorry with like an explanation. Uh, it actually goes a long way. So most likely if you're feeling like everyday guilt, not like life changing, like, like you did something so bad. Most likely you didn't have like a huge impact with what you said or what you did. Um, so you can start to feel less guilty about that. And then making amends is kind of like healing from the process and kind of moving past it, at least with other people. So I would say um, there's two different sides to this. First, you have to uh, say you're sorry and allow other people to forgive you for what you did. And then the second step to this is you have to forgive yourself for what you did and the guilt that you're feeling. Because if you never forgive yourself, you're just gonna keep holding on to this guilt and it's gonna keep just like boiling up, boiling up and it's just gonna compound. So you gotta realize that you're gonna make mistakes in your life. You're not always a perfect person. 
And there's going to be times where, like, you are in the wrong. And you have to realize that, hey, I'm not a perfect person. I'm going to continue to mistake to make mistakes over and over. And if I want to live a good life where I'm not literally, like, torturing myself, like, with stress and, like, guilt and, like, feeling bad about myself, feeling like I'm a bad person, then I have to learn how to forgive myself. And I think it's a super important skill to move on. Obviously, you want to reflect, find out what you did bad, ask yourself these questions, and see how you can change your behavior. But at the end of the day, you want to forgive yourself because then you're just going to keep holding on to this guilt, and it's going to carry over to other aspects of your life and make you a less good person. Now, another thing about guilt is it's usually caused by how you view or perceive certain events, not necessarily the event itself. It's more how you react to a situation and how you kind of think and perceive the world. You know, some event could happen and there could be three different people. Like, let me give you this example. Okay. Your boss asks you and two other coworkers to stay late a couple evenings this week to finish up a big project that you've been working on as a team. So one of your coworkers says, I can't believe blank so-and-so is doing this, is making us stay after work. This is so unfair. I have a family too. So judging by the words and the emotion from this coworker, this worker is resentful and angry at the boss for making them stay after a couple of evenings. Now that was their reaction. They didn't have to feel that way, but that's specifically how they felt when their boss told them they had to stay after that week. Now the second coworker goes, man, this sucks. Now I feel like I have to stay late because if not, I'll never hear the end of it. So this coworker is driven by their guilt feeling to work late, and they're actually disappointed. So as you can see, I'll never hear the end of it. That's often something we hear when someone's being like guilt tripped into it. But here's the thing. There is no point where the boss threatened them or, you know, guilt tripped them. This person is making themselves feel guilty if they don't stay late. So as you can see in this situation, your reaction is everything because it determines your feelings. Now you say... It seems like our boss really needs this project done. Can I rearrange my schedule to make this work and maybe ask him for more warning next time? So you're not really happy about having to stay after a couple couple evenings, but you also aren't feeling guilty or resentful. So you can see it's really all about your perception. So the first person was, you know, blaming the boss, saying, I can't believe they're making us do this. And right off the bat, that's not a good thing to do. You want to be able to kind of understand other people's perspectives in every situation because that's going to make your time a lot better. When you can sort of put yourself in other people's shoes, you may feel like less bad emotions around someone. So let's see. I can't believe so-and-so is making us do this. This is so unfair. I have a family too. So this person is basically only thinking about themselves and how this is going to impact them personally. And that's not really a great thing because you're, you guys are a team. Your boss needs something done. It's You got to work as a team and think as a team. So the second person says, man, this sucks. Now I feel like I have to stay late because I'll never hear the end of it. Now this could be bringing up something from the past because you see, I'll never hear the end of it. And what that, that implies to me is that there's something that happened in the, bo- in the past with the boss and this coworker. And maybe this, the boss hasn't let it go yet and maybe completely brings it up in meetings or brings it up personally and kind of holds on to this. 
So this coworker may already have like a guilt relationship with their boss. So I can sort of see where they're coming from, but this reaction is not necessary. Now, the reaction that you personally have, you say, it seems like our boss really needs this project done. So first of all, you start putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And that's really important. So that's a great skill to have. Can I rearrange my schedule to make this work? So you're being flexible. You know, you're trying to make a compromise with this person. And okay. And then the last part is, and maybe ask him for more warning next time. This shows that you're not happy being, you know, asked to stay after two weeks or two days during this week. It shows that you're not happy. But it also shows that you're willing to find a solution to it so it works better in the future. So you aren't happy, but you're not feeling guilty or resentful. So this is an example of how an event can occur and it completely is determined by how you're feeling and it's determined by how you perceive the event. Now, when you can learn to perceive the event kind of in a calm, accepting way, you're going to be having less guilt in everyday situations. So after this podcast, I really want you to do some self-reflecting and sort of realize what am I holding on to? Is there any feelings of guilt or shame from my past that I'm holding on to? Because what we've seen is that many people hold on to things without even realizing it. And it may not even be just guilt. It could be trauma, stress, certain opinions or beliefs about groups of people. We tend to hold on to things and we don't even know because it's not in our like conscious mind. When we're going through our everyday life, we're not thinking about that thing that happened to us five years ago. And sometimes that thing five years ago can be affecting us in certain situations. Now, let's let's give you an example to end it. You may not have chosen the career that your parents or your mother really wanted you to have. A high-paying career doing something, I don't know, like a corporate job. Maybe you're more of an artist or a musician or something like this. So you pursue a different career. Now, over time, your mom makes you feel guilty for this, saying, I wish you had done this. I wish you had done this. Now, you may put it off and be like, hey, that doesn't fit my expectations or who I want to be. But deep down, it's your mother. You're going to care about her opinion pretty much regardless of what happens. So you start to build up this guilt around your career. And maybe subconsciously, this makes you not take the opportunities that you need to take, maybe not work as hard as you can to develop this career. So maybe you don't become as successful in this career as possible. And I think that's because you're holding on to this guilt. Because in the back of your mind, it says, hey, maybe we should switch our career because, you know, mom doesn't want that. Or maybe this was not the right decision for me because, you know, other people think I should do different things. So when you don't realize what you're holding on to, it can limit you in life without even knowing. So take a moment, do some reflecting on what you're feeling right now, maybe what's happened in the last week, the last year, the last month, and kind of find if you're holding on to anything that makes you feel guilty. And once you do, go through that process. Ask yourself these questions. What are my expectations of myself? What were the expectations that other people had of me during this situation? Um, Why did I do this? Like, what emotions, what led up to this? Like, what triggered this? And finally, ask yourself, did this action align with my values? And if not, how can I make amends with other people? All right, that's all I have for you today on guilt and overcoming guilt. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Mind Melt podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Please share this podcast online with a friend so more people just like you can find our show online.
Thank you.